is the ATM at the Minute Podcast, episode number 8-0 in the hizzle, 22-100, Jackson. How does that make you feel? Feels incredible. I feel like, I don't I know, I, enthusiasm. I'm, trying to, I'm trying to think of a legendary number 80 here, and I'm drawing a blank, I, I wasn't but, able um, to either. Yeah. Hey, if there is one, I feel like was him. Jerry Rice 80? I think Jerry Rice. He was 80. 80? Okay, I feel like Jerry Rice. Hey, there we go. Feeling like Rice. There we go. Set some records, baby. Yeah, we're going to set some records one of these days on the ATM at the Minute podcast. Today's show... We got a whole lot for you. We're, we were postponed a little, so you know this might be coming out a little later than expected. Got some real world stuff going on. Um, Jackson, yeah, that's life. Yeah, that's life. Uh, but today's agenda: little news, touch on the Steelers, Titans. We're going to go through some Week Three awards quickly. We're not going to beat that like a dead horse, considering Week Four starts tonight with the Jets, Broncos. Then Although- we're going to. It's the Jets and Broncos, yes. so who, who's it's really a, got too much on that, if we're being honest? It's an hors d'oeuvre, if that, to a nice feast this weekend. We got some good matchups. Yeah. That's, um, generous. That's very generous calling it an hors d'oeuvre, but yeah, yeah. it's a football game. <laughs> so week three awards, so we're going to handicap three games we're really intrigued by, looking ahead to week four, and then bankroll builders, of course. Jackson had a great week, and then finally, we're going to touch on the latest in the NBA game one was atrocious for non Laker fans. Sad. And then we got the Doc Rivers news and some other stuff. So, Jackson, let's get right into it. The Steelers Titans was announced that it is being postponed today. Mm-hmm. A lot of fantasy implications with this one. I got Big Ben starting in three of my leagues. I mean, Ooh. we we touted him as a sleeper, and I ended up with him in a handful there. Well, hey, so, good for you. Yeah. Except this week. Yeah, that's right. James Conner, too. Derrick Henry, Deontay Johnson, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, all guys who... I picked up Ebron in a few leagues this week. Had yeah. to turn around and drop him. It's just tough stuff. Ebron with a five-catch, 50-something yard touchdown week against the mm-hmm. Texans. It's tough, but we're going to rally. Um, anything else to add to that? Earlier today, it was looking like they were going to play this game what seemed like almost for sure on monday or tuesday yes and then titans had a couple more players a few more personnel i think assistant coaches test positive and the nfl came in and said hey we ain't risking it we're pushing this back at least a few weeks so no idea if that's going to be made up in a couple weeks hopefully so but i think there's still a chance they push that all the way toward the end of the season but hopefully not we'll see what happens but you know this was a huge possibility coming into the year. So I, I was mentally prepared yeah. for it, if I'm being honest. Honestly, the damage that's been done so far, I think it's about as good as it could get for an outbreak. Yeah. I heard someone say it's not a crisis. It's just an outbreak. Um, so I think we got it under control. The most consequential player I heard to test positive was Christian Fulton, a rookie out of LSU for the Titans. He's already had a pick this season, so that would have been a tough little blow against this loaded Steelers offense. Um, Schefter did report they might replay the game in Week 7 and push back the Ravens-Steelers game that was scheduled for Week 7 to Week 8. I'm hoping it's soon. You know Why not? Um, And then one more thing before we get into our week three awards, Trey Lance, my North Dakota State quarterback stud, who I think is going to be a better QB than Trevor Lawrence. Put that on the record right now. His showcase game is this Saturday, 2.30 on ESPN Plus, if you want to tune into that. So get this, they play this weekend against Missouri State or Central Central Arkansas. Potentially. So get this. They play this weekend and then the rest of their season is in the spring. And I, I think he's opting out after this game. I don't understand what why the they're hell? doing it at all. But Trey Lance, no interceptions in 287 attempts last year. That's an NCAA all division record. 28 passing touchdowns, 14 rushing touchdowns for over 1,100 yards. 6'4. This guy is the real deal. Go watch the highlights. I'm excited about him. 
All right. Well, hey, another college football note here. Go Pokes. Oklahoma State went in the Big 12. <laughs> Oklahoma Sooners are a yeah, joke. Why I'm not? tired. I'm tired of all you OU fans clowning OSU for almost losing to TU. You all just lost to K-State. So, yeah, almost losing to Pump TU the with the third string quarterback coming in clutch. Like, when, yeah. is, when is Sanders back? Spencer Sanders. Dude, I don't know. That's the thing. There's been no word on it. There are no reports. There's no, absolutely no positive news. I can tell you that. So I'm preparing myself for four to five weeks. That's tough. I'm not really uh, following the beat right now. So I was hoping you'd have some concrete news for me there. But hey, the let's. The Jayhawks, Jayhawks aren't keeping you plugged in? <laughs> no, uh, absolutely not. That Baylor whooping was tough. Jalen Daniels. Freshman QB, he, he showed a couple flashes. I'll take it. All right. But some all right, flashes. let's get into it here. Week three awards. We got some, you know, made up awards here. We might bring back throughout the season. Jackson, take it away with fantasy MVP for week three. All right. So we are starting it off with one that we each have a pick for. And with my fantasy MVP, I am going with Patrick Mahomes. Nice. Who's your daddy? Clearly, he's Lamar Jackson's daddy and also about to be a real father because he has a kid on the way. Yeah. But Mahomes, over 400. Yeah, you know, got to <laughs> stay up to date with the news and stuff. Uh, over 400 total yards, three passing TDs, another rushing TD. It was the first 40-plus point performance by any quarterback this year. Got to give it to sure? Mahomes. I am sure. Oh. Who else has had one? I thought Russell Dak, Wilson hasn't. I thought Dak had and Russ, but... Maybe different scoring in the league I was in. Yeah, different scoring in all leagues. But anyway, best QB performance for one week alone so far by Mahomes. Gotta love it. You know he Mahomes some people um, out of a win this last week. They played on Monday night, 40 points. That that swung a lot of things for people who needed a a dub this week. But I want to talk about his 2020 this year while we're on the topic. All right. Super Bowl win. $500 $500 million contract, new mansion in Mission Hills, bringing a Whataburger to Kansas City, pregnant with Brittany. Engaged I mean, also? Engaged as well. Oh my gosh. I feel like the um, soon-to-be father and engagement were kind of a package deal there, but right. not going to speculate too much. At that point, he can do whatever Quick he wants. Quick detour on the way to yeah. the wedding is what she said. All right, my <laughs> fantasy MVP it's going out to James Robinson, 30.9 PPR points this last week, 11 for 46 on the ground with two touchdowns, six for 83 receiving. Why is he my fantasy MVP when he only put up 31 points? Well, because he was undrafted and he's looking like the waiver ad of the year so far. I can't think of anyone who can compete with that. That's uh, fair. That coining. Uh I feel bad for anybody who left him on the bench and I didn't played, win last week. I played against him in two my two biggest leagues last week. Lost. I've got him in two, and I left him on the bench in one. Oh, there you go. Yeah, there James go. Robinson, shout out. Good matchup against the Bengals this week. We'll see what he can do. Absolutely. He should run wild. Okay, let's move it along to our bad beat of the week. I think we might have the same one here, but you yeah. go ahead and take it away first. All right. Bengals, Eagles, yep. over 46 and a half. This is a bad beat. I mean, wow. One of, wow. one of the worst I've ever seen. Well, the fact that Carson Wentz couldn't move the ball to save his life was very frustrating throughout the whole game. He missed Miles Sanders on a go route down the left yeah. sideline. Would have been an easy six. That, that one was tough. That, that was, tough. was very tough. Um, they've managed to score late to send it into OT. Neither team... Scores in overtime. You guys know mm-hmm. what happened. Needed yep. one point to hit that over. The game tied 23-23. There it is. It's all Doug Peterson's fault, if we're being honest. But that's my bad beat as well. We were both on that game with our bets last week, and that kept me from a perfect week. Half a point from perfection. On your bets? On Yeah. Okay. On well, your we'll bankroll. We'll get there later. Yeah. On, on my bankroll. It, it kept me from a perfect week. Wow. But Whatever. It is what it is. It's in the past. We're staying away from both of those trash teams for the rest of the season, or at least for the next <laughs> few weeks. I'm not getting burnt by another bad team. So it is what it is. You live and learn. Let's move it along to our next award here. We have got the Hold My Beer Award. Peter, who's the first guy that just said, hold my freaking beer? 
All right, the Hold My Beer Award goes to another candidate for a fantasy MVP. That's Alvin Kamara for the 52-yard scamper into the end zone against the Packers this week. I got flashbacks of the January 8th, 2011 Beast Quake from Marshawn Mm -hmm. Lynch. Mm -hmm. What a play. I mean, this was pure finesse other than the hit he took. He took the shoulder to the hip. He's got incredible balance. He always has. He always seems to walk into the end zone relatively untouched. He's one of the swaggiest. Actually, he's the swaggiest player in the NFL with that grill. What did uh, Mike Tirico say? A million dollar smile? Yep, that you is what Mike Rigo said. You gotta Absolutely. Love it. A little Uzi Vert going crazy this year. I love Kamara. <laughs> I've got him in a few leagues, and yeah. I left that one up there for you because he's got to be getting some awards. I mean, the guy just... Freaking... I thought you'd have him for fantasy MVP. No, I, I was leaving him for you on the hold my beer because I okay. knew that's where you were going to go. But, right. I mean, darn near at 50 points. That, that's just I know. incredible. Looking incredible. like RB1. Okay. Oh, absolutely, RB1. That's what I thought he'd be last year, but hey, we got him again this year, so I will just ride the Kamara train until it won't go no more. But my winner of the Hold My Beer Award is who other than Nick frickin' Foles. So he comes in. They're getting worked by Atlanta. I mean, granted, it's Atlanta. We saw the Cowboys the week before and what they did. But the guy comes in in the second half and he goes for 188 and three touchdowns. And keep in mind, he had an interception that was a ball with quote unquote simultaneous possession in the end zone. It was a pretty good pass. And I thought it should have been a touchdown for sure. The corner comes away with the ball and it ends up being a pick after review. And then Anthony Miller also scored another touchdown and it was overturned. So he could have potentially had five touchdown passes. And I don't know how it took this long for them to make the move to Foles. I've been saying it all. Well, because the they went two and oh to start the year. <laughs> yeah, but it was two cupcake games. But anyway, Foles is the guy now and he went absolutely nuts. And I'm all in on the Bears. Absolutely all oh, in on the Bears now. Thanks. Yeah, I I think the Bears are legit. Really? Okay, yeah. well, um, the Falcons, who seem to start great every week, collapsed yet again. I don't know how Dan Quinn survived this week, uh, especially considering they play Monday night and have an extra you know day to prepare if a new coach yeah. was to take over. But I'm excited about this little Nick Foles run we're going to see here. Do I think he's going to, you know, shock the world and get them you know running deep into the playoffs not necessarily we will see though it definitely makes the nfc north race more intriguing for sure that's a two-horse race without a doubt and you got alan robinson there you got anthony miller there you got jimmy graham looking like he found the fountain of youth i mean that that offense isn't bad Tariq cohen does go down for the year which is really tough but David Montgomery looks pretty good. I saw they were working out Lamar Miller. I'm not sure if they're going to bring him in for sure or not, but the Bears have a ton of upside, and I'm telling you, man, there's a chance they could make a run, but I'm sure I will have plenty more of Nick Foles talk over the next few weeks, so I will save it, and let's move on to our next award. we got some personal ones now. What is your first award you're giving out? All right, my first award is the Leon Lett Award. That belongs to DK Metcalf for dropping the ball. Actually, for Trayvon Diggs making an excellent play, punching the ball through the back of the end zone. DK Metcalf um, did the opposite of Justin Jefferson, which was figure out where the closest defender is before running into the end zone and hot-dogging it. So you all saw the play. That was hilarious. As a Cowboys fan, I was very excited (laughs) to see a rookie step up and make a play like that after, you know, kind of getting picked on these last few weeks against the Seahawks and Falcons. So exciting stuff there. That was, I mean, that was hilarious. That's all I got to say. Oh, it absolutely was. And I had an award drawn up called the Fruit Loop Dingus of the Week, and it was going to go to DK Metcalf. But (laughs) he ended up winning them the game, though. Oh, he did. It didn't even matter. The guy's a freaking beast. Uh, My first award that I'm giving out this week, first personal award, is the Bill Nye, the science guy of the week award. And that's going to Aaron Rodgers. He torched New Orleans for 37 points. No Devontae Adams on the road. And what this man did with the hard count, he made the Saints defense look stupid. He's an absolute wizard at the line. He's just a chemist cooking it up, just torching defenses. Aaron Rodgers right there in the MVP hunt. 
this man is not washed. Anybody who said that last year is an absolute idiot. Um, one, I'm not sure why that's called the Bill Nye, the science guy award Two, I really because did. He's cooking it up at the line, you know, with he the Bunsen burner. Torture yeah, teams. absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I liked the, um, I can't remember if it was Collinsworth or Tariqo, but they pointed out, or how they had talked to Cameron Jordan, who said that Aaron Rodgers in the hard count is going to be more effective whenever there's no fans and it's harder to hear and everything. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah. Uh, he threw it to Alan Lazard on a free play. Janoris Jenkins ends up, you know, not thinking, realizing if I just latch on to this guy, it's still going to be called the PI. And it happened. So, yeah, genius stuff from the science guy. I like that. All right. Thank you. Uh, side note there. Unfortunately, Alan Lazard underwent surgery today out for the season. Pretty big blow to that Packers offense. Cause if Devonte is out again at any point, man, I just Geronimo, is Geronimo Allison still there. I know you got Valdez Scantling. No, he signed um, with the lions, I believe. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, I just feel like Geronimo Allison's been there as a backup receiver pretty M- much for the last MBS, decade. Yes. Yeah. 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 So we'll see what, Green Bay does going forward if Devontae does go out, but hopefully not. Um, what have you got for your second personal award here? All right. The Doug Peterson Fearless Award goes Uh-oh. to Doug Peterson. That's for pretty creative. Not being fearless and not going for the win. Um, very conservative play calling down the stretch of that game when you could That's have generous advanced to the ball down the field a little bit further. Or even trying a long field goal for the win. I mean, Jake Elliott has kicked 60 yarders before. It's not like... but they ended up on a third and 19, second and 19 or whatever, when they could have just advanced the ball a little bit further down the field and got a more an easier field goal for Jake Elliott, who I'm pretty sure banged in a 63-yarder like the first game of his career for the win. So, you know, why not? Come on. You can't you can't write a book called Fearless and then have no kahunas to go for it like that. I'm sorry. I'd rather lose than tie, if I'm just being honest, especially when I'm playing the Bengals. So the one thing I gotta say about that is with how bad the NFC East is, that tie could come into play. I get that, but that's just Right. Such I, I disagree soft... with it personally. <sighs> but I, I get it. I, I do get it. That's the smart move, but holy shit. I mean, <laughs> do something yeah drove me crazy and i'm biased you know the half point i really wanted it but it is what it is you know doug peterson lost a lot of respect for you this week i'm sure you're listening and i would like you to know that so moving it along to my final award here and it is the took a year off my life this weekend award and it goes to josh allen because that man every time he drops back it's hold your breath I'm I'm not a Bills fan. I'm not a Josh Allen fantasy owner, and I'm nervous for the guy. I mean, he's stiff-arming people, throwing people off him 25 yards into the backfield and still somehow comes out of it and is able to get a shot downfield. And dude's a roller coaster, but he's entertaining and he's fun to watch. Josh Allen got a face mask penalty called on him this week. That says it all. <laughs> that is what's up, baby. He's that the most entertaining player in the league right now. Absolutely. And a lot of people have him in the thick of the MVP race. And I think their win this weekend was a little bit generous considering that PI call. I know you feel some type of way about that, but yeah, Josh Allen's in the MVP hunt. Absolutely. Um, I think that concludes our week three awards. And now it's time to look ahead into week four. We have some incredible matchups and let's just start with the headlining or the, I think it's the marquee matchup of the week. That is the New England Patriots coming at Arrowhead to take on the Kansas City Chiefs. 325, America's Game of the Week this Sunday. Chiefs are a seven-point favorite, and the total right now is 54. Let me double-check that. Jackson, what are your initial thoughts here on this game? Where Man, are you leaning? My initial thoughts are I can't wait to watch it. I think the over-under is a little bit high. It's dipped to 53. Dipped to 53. I still think that's high. And Kansas City by a full touchdowns a lot, especially the way they've been starting games and had to grind them out late. I know they just throttled Baltimore. Yeah, I was going to say, but, is that, did that just escape your memory or what's going on here? 
I mean, two of the three games they've had slow starts. And uh, big props to Mahomes and Andy Reid for what they did against Baltimore. But I'm not sure that we're going to see them throwing up 30-plus points this week. I think Belichick's going to do a little bit better of a job slowing down Mahomes. So I think the Chiefs win this game, but I could very well see them winning on a butt kicker field goal with a few seconds left. And so for me, it's a big stay away. I'm excited to watch. If I had to make a pick, I'd probably go with the Chiefs minus seven. But this one, I'm just ready to watch for the entertainment of the game. No money on it or anything. Yeah, we've had some really eventful matchups between these two teams over the last few years. They've split two and two in their last four matchups. Obviously, Tom Brady is not the quarterback in New England. But I think through the first three games of the year, we've seen that Cam Newton isn't much of a drop off at all from Tom Brady. You could I think you could even argue he's been an upgrade from where Brady was at last year. They yeah, have, I think so. More sporadic, a little bit more unpredictable, and might not manage the game quite as well, but the dude's going to make way more plays and has way more of an arm left on him to get it downfield. That's for damn sure. Right, and what, with what he brings in the run game, that's just a completely different weapon that they didn't have. You can't, you can't forget how much of a cakewalk schedule they had last season, and that's kind of that played into why their defense was so dominant. But we've seen with the opt-outs and everything this year, I don't know if they're going to be able to slow down the Chiefs um, like you might think. You know, Belichick stayed up all night last week to figure out how to slow down (laughs) Darren Waller. Did you see the clip of them uh, double-teaming him on a check down? No, I did not. But whatever they did worked because Darren Waller was absolutely invisible that whole game. Yeah, so, I mean, they're known for taking away your best weapon, but with the Chiefs, you have Tyreek, Kelsey, Clyde, Sammy Watkins is going to do his thing in this game, DeMarcus. I I just don't see how you can slow down all of them. I think the Chiefs are going to win. I'm not totally sure about the cover, though. Yeah, I agree. It is not one that will be on my bet slip this weekend. That's for damn sure. Uh, Any other final thoughts on that one? Uh, no, I'll have a tiny bit more on it later, but oh, okay, okay, all. all right. Well, let's move it on to another big game that we're looking at this weekend, and that is Bills at Raiders. Buffalo's going down to Vegas. We'll see the Josh Allen show continue. It's an <laughs> afternoon game. Buffalo's a three point favorite over under is at 53. And what are your thoughts on this one? So you said that game's not on your bet slip. This one is not at all on my bet slip, man. This one's not on mine either. Um, If I were to lean any direction, I would probably take the total over 53. Uh, Both of these teams are scoring on average of close to like 30 points per game this year. The Bills are using four receiver sets more than anyone in the NFL this year. Josh Allen's, I mean, he's moving it. They scored... Was it 21 to three at half against the Rams or 28? I think it was 21 to three and they scored real quick out of halftime. I think they got the second one after halftime too. Yeah. Right. But regardless, um, I, I just don't see how you could confidently pick either team in this game with, you know, the craziness that Josh Allen brings to the table. So it's going to be very fun. I think it's going to be, a, you know, a, a telling game of how good the bills actually are this year. Yeah, this one's just weird, though, because I think the Bills are kind of due for a letdown loss pretty soon. I mean, they're right. not they're not a top five team in the league. We know that. I mean, they, they're fun. They have a ton of potential, but they're not going to go in a Super Bowl this year. They're not going to go 13 and 3, 14 and 2. And so uh, I, <laughs> I think the Rams are pretty a good, good team. about that. That was a, I think the Rams are a okay. good win. I thought that was a pretty solid win with a lot of help from officiating and they almost blew a huge lead. I mean, a massive lead. It's one play that cost them the game. I mean, it's fourth down. If they don't convert there, it's over. Um, But the Raiders also, I don't think they're that good. And I think the Raiders are going to continue to regress and lose games. So for me, I am staying the heck away. Okay. Um, One thing to note the Raiders receiving core is very banged up right now. I think Brian Edwards and Henry Ruggs could potentially miss this game. 
So it's looking like Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro. Renfro. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've been thinking about starting him because the Bills have been getting torn to shreds in the slot. Jamison Crowder. Uh, Mike Kosicki was lined up in the slot against the Dolphins in week two. And then Cooper Cup had a 100-yard day this last week. That's yeah. a good point. Sneaky little play. You think they'll do anything with Tredavious White to try and stop Renfro maybe? Because, I mean, if he's really the only wide receiver you're know. worried about, could they move him around and try and match him up on Renfro somehow? You could, but, I mean, I'd keep him I'd keep him where he's best. And if he's got to line up against Nelson Aguilar, <laughs> sure. I don't know. I, I, we'll see what happens. Yeah, like I said, the Raiders just don't scare me at all. Very well, that could be a blowout. I mean, I could see Buffalo winning that. 28 to 3 or something but you never know i mean gruden has been pretty good so far this year so we will wait and see on that and then one other big game to hit sunday night we've got eagles at 49ers the niners are a seven point favorite over under is at 46 and this is just a battle of the injured teams if we're being honest Mm -hmm. i mean both are just completely decimated here And my initial thoughts on it, once again, another game I am not putting on my bet slip, but my initial thoughts are seven. Seven's a big margin, and I think Philly is due to bounce back a little. I mean, Carson Wentz can't get any worse. Surely Doug Peterson has to be fired up right now with every talking head in the world just ripping him for his performance through three weeks and his soft play calling. Surely they come out guns blazing here and get something going offensively right right but still with a banged up o-line lane johnson isn't a hundred percent and with greg ward as your number one receiver i am not so confident that it's gonna happen deshaun jackson's hurt jeffrey's still hurt rager's out what do you do I, dallas I goddard goddard's banged up yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you do i think I think the Eagles are due too, like from a gut feeling type of perspective. Yeah. But I think the 49ers should win this game. Nick Mullins has shown he's capable. And I think that's him being a product of the Shanahan system who put any halfway competent quarterback in there and they'll make plays. So I don't know what to think about this game. If the Eagles do start 0-4. 0-3-1. Oh, three and one. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, three and one. You're welcome. Oh, man. I would hate to be living in Philly. Yeah, I would too. But I'd also come back and say, hey, if your Cowboys lose to the Browns this weekend and start one and three, I'd oh, hate to be a Cowboys fan. Uh, yes, very accurate. Um, if you're leaning any direction on this game, what would you do? Eagles plus seven. And I say that with I think I would too. Two ounces of confidence. Yeah. The total at forty six. I'm not about to get burned again by that, that could be number. a thirteen to nine game or something yeah. from <laughs> what I'm seeing at this point. Twenty four to twenty eighteen, something like that. Yeah, I, I I could see a goofy score here. Like I could mm. see a team kicking six field goals and getting a safety or something. There this might go. be a very ugly Sunday night. Oh, yeah, but it can't be as bad as the Thursday night, which <laughs> is starting here in five, ten minutes. Oh, um, no, we're going to miss kickoff. Oh, no. There is one thing I wanted to throw out about this game. Obviously, you guys will have watched it by the time you hear this, but a stat about Adam Gase running backs. I I knew Adam Gase was coming into this. Okay, Right, okay. So over the last three seasons, Adam Gase running backs have 11 carries inside the 10-yard line. What? They only have one so far through three games. Well, to be fair, Adam Gase has had a really hard time getting the ball inside the 20 regardless. Right. And I believe they might have only been there 20 times in the last year and a half. Yeah, I saw this on Twitter. The other part was like there was 12 backs who had 11 plus carries inside the 10 last season alone. Sounds about right. Here we are. Sounds about right. I also saw on Twitter. Go figure. The the good bird app, you know, get a lot of information there. But a lot of good content. 
Yeah, the Jets are wearing all black tonight, and oh, word on the street is it's for Adam Gase's funeral. Oh, they wore suits to the to the stadium. <laughs> Might as well have, but yeah, they got the all black unis, and it's it's his funeral. So okay, we'll see if it's actually his funeral. Right. I don't know how I don't know how this game is a push right now. I don't know how it's even. I think Denver because surely Brett wins, Rippin. but that's why. Who? Brett Ribbon. The Denver starting quarterback tonight. Wait, what? It's not Driscoll? No, he got hurt. Oh, shit. Where but they been? brought in Blake Bortles. He's not Bortles? He's been there like a week. He's not ready. Shit. He's well, been dipping. that makes a lot more sense then. I have not paid any attention to these two teams at That's all. That's fine. I, I could not don't care less the about them. that. Okay, um, sorry, listeners. All right. I don't have anything else to add. Let's get to our favorite segment of the week here. Let's do it. Bankroll builders. Jackson, you had a great week this week. I broke even completely. So let's hear about your wins before we hear about my week. All right. Well, first of all, as everyone knows at this point, I had the over at 46 and a half in the darn Cincinnati Philly game. And that missed half a point, lost $10 there. Then we had $15 on the Packers money line against the Saints. I said they'd win by 10 plus. It was only a touchdown. Saints got a late garbage time field goal, but the Packers were everything I expected them to be. Cashed out there, won a nice $22.50. And then I had a $15 money line parlay to win $59. That smacked. We had the Hell Chiefs yeah. plus 160, Tampa Bay minus 265, and then the Patriots minus 270. That parlay was an absolute freaking lock. So the bankroll is now up to 147 after this last week. We've almost tripled our money here. We're off to a good start of the season. We're going to the moon, like I said in the first week. That's pretty good. Uh, I was worried about how week three would play out. You managed to win $72, bring the bankroll up almost 100 bucks. So Yes, sir. Great job by you. Thank you, thank you. Recapping my picks, I had the Patriots pick them against the Raiders in a two-team teaser with the Los Angeles Rams plus eight. That game was never in doubt, let me tell you. (laughs) When they were down 21-3, to I was not scared at all about Jared Goff's ability to mount a comeback. Um, I'm sure. But I had two and a half units on that one. That was a nice payout. I won two. Um, missed the Cincy Philadelphia over. And then my parlay was the Bucks, Cards, who missed, Pats, and I don't even remember the fourth line. You're Rams. You're the Rams on oh, there. Oh, the Rams. That's right. The Rams are my dog. Anyways, missed that. So broke even completely. Jackson, what you got with your first bet here? So this week, we're coming back with another Moneyline Parlay, but I got to save that for the end. Just keep the listeners waiting. Um, We're going to start it off with a two-team tease. Six points here. We're putting a unit and a half on it. We have got the Ravens minus eight against the football team. Then we have the Rams minus six against the Giants. That's my tease of my locks, the teams that surely can't lose and are going to win by double digits at least. So got 15 on that. And that is to win 18. All right. I like that. Two very well-coached teams. The Ravens are known for throttling bad teams. They'll get back on track. Minus eight's a big number, but with the way Dwayne Haskins has been playing. Yeah, they're trending in the wrong direction there in Washington. They are. They're tanking for Trey. Um, (laughs) I'll go ahead. I got four picks this week, but I'll start with my two-team teaser as well. Can't stay away from these. I've hit all of them so far on this segment. Um, two team six and a half point tees this week, two units right. to win one and a half Rams minus six as well. I'm taking Sean McVay over Joe judge every single day of the week. And then going back with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers minus one against the chargers. I am a little bit scared of Herbert here, but Chris Harris and Melvin Ingram are both out. Um, the Bucks run D is one of the best in the league. That should help slow down Eckler. Absolutely. And Kelly. So I, I like this. I'm taking Tom and Mike Evans, despite Godwin being out. Let's get it done. I like that a lot. And I like it so much 
that I have Tampa Bay in my next bet. And I'm coming back with another tease here. I mean, we've wow. been going wild with the teases and parlays, but that's where I've been hitting. <laughs> I'm also going to add in here, I hate the spreads this week. I mean, yeah, I looked at all the lines. I looked at all the over-unders. Stay on the heck away from all of them. All of them. So coming with a three-team tease here, six points. We're taking the Browns plus 10 and a half. The Bears okay. plus eight and a half and Tampa Bay minus one. So that is 10 to win 20, three teams, six point tees. That's going to find a way to lose and it's going to be the Browns. You are so wrong. I almost <laughs> took Browns money line just to okay. trigger you. All right. Um, I don't have much else to add on to that. Um, the Bears Colts matchup should be interesting. I think the Colts have a pretty good defense, uh, better than most think. So that should be a good matchup, and we'll really see what Foles is made of with Matt Nagy. Um, yes, sir. My second pick is against the spread. We're going with Joe Burrow in the Cincinnati Bengals. Two units. The Bengals are a three-point favorite against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Let me tell <sighs> you, I actually love this. I love this matchup this week. The Jags got their win out of their system this year, and it was lucky the Colts didn't punt in that entire game, and they managed to win because of some boneheaded plays from Phil Rivers. Joe Burrow is second in the league in pass attempts this year, and he's yet to turn it over. So, Not true. Wh- who did he turn it over against? Week one, had that little flip. Okay. Anyways, he's been one pro- turnover. He's been protecting the ball for how much he's thrown it so far. I think the Bengals true. are due. I mean, he's he's shown the poise and composure that everyone wants to see. They're just going to come out and throttle this Jacksonville Jaguars team by at least a touchdown. So two units on that. Can't bet against my guy Minshew. So stayed away from that one. I don't hate it. Week. Hey, get, pump the brakes there, brother. Calm down. It was terrible. Calm down. Everyone said this team would only win a couple games and they had the worst supporting cast in the NFL. So they let's give the guy a break. Managed to win. That was all luck. Okay, that's great play on his part if his defense can't even freaking force a punt and the guy figures out a way to win against a quote-unquote good defense. So take that for what you want. But anyway, give me your pick. Give me your next pick here since you got four of them. All right. I have a very fun one I'm going to say for the end. I'll go ahead with my Moneyline parlay. One unit to win two and a half plus 250 odds here. I'm going with Dallas. On the money line, minus 230 against the ba- against the Browns. The Packers, minus 345, Monday night against the Falcons. So my money's going to come in Monday night. And then New England at Kansas City, over 53. We talked about this earlier. I'll run through each one of these real quickly here. Dallas is getting back on track. I'm not confident in their ability to cover. Um but they are they're moving the ball really well. Oh, and you've seen man. it. The Browns were losing going into the fourth quarter against the football team in a game in which they turned Dwayne Haskins over five times. That was not an impressive win. Their win over the Bengals was not impressive either. And, and you tell me you've been impressed by the Cowboys. The Cowboys very well could have beaten the Seahawks last week if it wasn't. They very for- well could have won all of their games and have figured out a way to fucking lose all of them except for an onside kick they should be 0-3 if if Dak doesn't throw a pick at the end of the first half and let Seattle go down and score again that game could have gone a lot differently okay if DK Metcalf runs into the end zone that game could have gone a lot differently too they also could have gotten a stop instead of letting DK catch a bum in the last two minutes of the game there's a lot of different ways that game could have gone and Dallas loses any way you cut it but the Pats go in there and lose in a very similar game, and we all still think they're a good team. So okay, I'm gonna the leave Patriots that there. have Bill Belichick and actually can win. The right. Cowboys have Mike okay. McCarthy, Jason Garrett 2.0, and look like an absolute abomination. So let's they not ever compare all three of their games. We we both think the and should have lost all three. The Rams are decent. Okay, they should have lost to the Falcons. That is a fluke that onside kick as, from being a loss. That game that win holds bad. no weight. It went as game, poorly as it could have gone knows, to start the game. Three turnovers, two botched fake punts. No wait. 
They should be 0-3. That's great if you okay. can get close in games. That That's cool if you can get close. You can go 0-16 getting close in games. But let's never again compare the Dallas Cowboys to the New England Patriots, okay? Never again. <laughs> I'm talking about two teams that almost beat Seattle in Seattle, and everyone's ready to crown Russell Wilson the MVP. I think it's a good point. Anyways, the second leg, the Packers have been steamrolling everybody. This is very safe against the Falcons. I think this could be a good game. I'm expecting a lot of points, but I think it could be a good game too. And I have a weird feeling about it, like weird enough to the point that I think Matt Ryan and Dan Quinn have nothing to lose at this point. Like you're already a complete mockery of a team. Yeah, I guess Dan Quinn's job and Matt Ryan's starting spot, but I could see Atlanta weirdly coming out and making this a game. So I stayed away from it, but I do like the Packers. I feel good about them against anyone at this point. Yeah, I just don't see them getting stops against an Aaron Rodgers who is averaging over 40 points a game to start the year. Um, And then my third leg, I said the Patriots Chiefs over 53. So in those last four matchups dating back to 2017, the lowest total has been 39. But the average in those four matchups has been 64.75 total points. So I'm rocking with Patrick Mahomes to keep scoring the ball and for Cam Newton to have to push the ball down the field against the Chiefs offense, who is pretty much unstoppable. So I like that. Plus 250 odds there. Okay. I think that'll hit if the Chiefs get up pretty big and Cam can't run the ball a ton. If Cam can run the option and they have a lead and the Patriots can go on those nine, 10 minute drives, I think that one might be in danger. But if the Chiefs... Yeah, if the Chiefs get up a touchdown or two, it's going to force New England to throw the ball and open it up, and I think that's very likely. So I don't hate it. I have liked your other bets better in the past, but hey, that's the beauty of gambling. It's the beauty you of Put your it. money where your mouth is. So, all right, I have got my money line parlay as well here. It's a three-legger, 20 to win 71. Whoa. It is plus 355 I believe something like that yeah plus 355 that sounds right so we've got the Bears versus the Colts we're hammering the Bears plus 120 that's my that's my value pick in it I thought about throwing them in mine somewhere yeah I like the Bears a lot dude I feel really good about it I don't have a good grip on either one of those teams yet so I'm staying away for now I'm just saying Nick Foles is going to lead them to the promised land. I've seen enough from him. The two quarters was all I needed. So we got the Bears versus the Colts plus 120. We've got Tampa Bay versus the Chargers minus 320. And then we've got the Cardinals bouncing back this week against the Panthers at minus 175. So we got Bears, Tampa Bay, and the Cards. 20 to 171. I like this. You're going back to the well. I have found the formula. It's a three-teamer. Two favorites, one dog. Can't miss. Good payouts on those. I like that. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, I don't know why. The Bucks scare me Like for some reason. I, I think that Chargers defense is respectable. Um, the Cards Panthers, though. That, that makes you nervous? Yeah, because we weren't nervous about the Lions going into Arizona and getting a win. Sure I'm enough. not going to lie. I was. I stayed away from that one. Right. Anyway, it, was, it was like a weird gut feeling this might happen in a million year, years. So but. maybe Patricia's got something on them. But yeah, I don't think Kyler's going to throw three picks again like he did last week against Agreed. a very young Panthers defense. Um, I like what I've seen from Matt Rule so far. They've been competitive, but okay. They're going to keep getting better, but Arizona's due for a big bounce back win. And riddle me this, who the heck's going to stop DeAndre Hopkins? No one. Nobody, nobody, you know, nobody. That Panthers, the Bradbury, uh, their best quarters in New York right now with the Giants and he's balling <laughs> there. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. All right. Uh, you have one last bet, I believe. Yeah, this is a bonus pick and you're really not going to like it. Oh, God. But I. This is a bit of a gut feeling. It's a bit of what I've seen the last few weeks. Don't tell me it's more Cowboys. No. I'm diversifying after what happened with the Rams last week. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, anyways, the Dolphins plus seven and a half. I bought a full point. 
against the Seahawks. This game's in Miami. Let's be clear on that. Tough place to play in September. Or I'm a Dolphins fan now. Or October you know 3rd or 4th. It's still early in the year. You get what I'm saying. Yeah. And I'm parlaying that with the over. 54 and a half. So this is a little Dolphins special. I Ooh, I believe man, in, I want to get behind that. I know you do. I like B Flow. I think he's a good coach. We saw Fitzpatrick. We've seen Fitzpatrick move the ball pretty well other than week one. They hung twenty eight on the Bills in week two. They hung I, I can't remember how many they scored against the Jags. I think it was twenty eight. Thirty one. Thirty one. A good amount. Whatever. Um, but Seattle's hit the over in all three of their games. Russell Wilson's thrown 14 touchdowns through the first three games. That's an NFL record. Byron Jones is still injured. I think they're going to be able to score the ball and move the ball easily. But the one thing... Yeah, well, they're going to pick on that Miami corner, the rookie, who's been having to play a lot. And they're either going to get Lockett or Metcalf on him, and that, that will definitely run up some points. That will run up the total. But where I think the Finns will cover is we've seen how bad the Seattle secondary is. They're giving up over 400 pass yards a game. Devontae Parker was injured going into last week's matchup. He's had an extra long week playing that Thursday night game to get healthier here. Miles Gaskin has looked all right. I think they're going to be able to hang in this game. And one thing we've known about Seattle for years now is that they play to the level of their opponents. It's a fact. They managed to beat the brakes off the Falcons, but with the Patriots and with the Cowboys, who you think are a shit team. They are. Th- I mean, it was right there the whole time. So I think with that extra point that I bought on the Finns plus seven and a half, I think they cover here. And I, I'm really digging this. It's plus 220. Okay. Plus 220. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I, I can live with that. I can live with that. You got one unit on it? One. Yeah. All right, let's run through them again here and then let's transition over to a little bit NBA before we bring it home. So I'll just run through mine really quick. This week I have got $20 Moneyline Parlay to win $71, Bears over the Colts, Tampa Bay over the Chargers, almost said San Diego, and then we got Cards over Panthers. We have got $15 on a six-point tease to win 18, Ravens minus eight, Rams minus six. And then we've got one last tease, $10, six-point tease, two-to-one odds, Browns plus 10.5, Bears plus 8.5, Tampa Bay minus one. Those are my three picks for the week. Very complicated, but I guarantee you, take them and you'll win some money. At least two of the three will hit. Click that Back 30 seconds, back 15 seconds, like eight times so you can get all these picks for you. Jackson's up to 147, almost tripled the bankroll, so hop on them. Um, I'll run through mine here. My bankroll's at $101, doubled it so far through three weeks. Um, yeah. First pick, two units on the Bengals minus three. Joe Burrow's getting his first win at home against the Jaguars this week. Second pick, two teams, six and a half point teaser, two units on this. Rams minus six. Gonna they're gonna destroy the Giants this week in SoFi. And then yep. Bucks minus one against Herbert and the Chargers. Third pick, three leg parlay. Dallas on the money line over the Browns, getting back on track. Packers beating the Falcons on Monday night football. And then the New England, Kansas City, over 53. My final pick is the Miami Dolphins parlay special. One unit to win, 2.2. Fins plus 7.5, bought a point. I feel like some money might come in on the Seahawks late, and that's going to work against me. So maybe I could have got a little better odds. But Fins plus 7.5. And over 54.5 points, the over is hitting all three of Seattle's games with MVP Russ chefing away. So there you have it. Let's win some all money. Right. Let's do it. Another big week of bankroll builders in the books. And now let's move it on over to some NBA. Last night, we had a very, very unfortunate game one. I'm all in on Miami here. I am hoping and praying that they win this series, but 
they started the game strong. Uh, not really sure what Spo was doing with some of his rotations when Solomon Hill yeah, and weird. Derek Jones Jr. came in early. Yeah, they lost their flow, lost the tempo, and Drogic gets hurt in the second quarter, and they're down nearly 20 points at half and just never had a chance after that. Jimmy rolls his ankle. Looks like he's got a semi-serious ankle sprain, but he'll play through it. Drogic is doubtful with a plantar fascia tear, and That's just I guess Joe... Luck. Yeah, I guess Joe Johnson played through that in the past in the playoffs, right. and his performance was not too solid. So mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure how much stock you should take in that, but that's not something easy to play through. And then Bam also injures his shoulder, and now it's looking like Drogic and Bam are probably going to miss game two. And uh, I got some faith in Miami. I mean, they cut that game to, what, 12, 13 points at one point in the fourth quarter. <laughs> But it was never a game after the second quarter. Right. Um, that really sucks. The report on Bam is that he's scared of needles and he won't get a shot. Um, so I oh, think that God. really jeopardizes his status for game two. Um, Drogic, Miami's leading scorer in the playoffs. That's just devastating for them. Uh, I'm not about to compare this series to what happened with Clay tearing his ACL last year for the Warriors up against the Raptors, but yeah, this KD going down. Yeah. This is just not what you want to see in game one of the finals. Um, I know all you Lakers fans are all about it. You're saying, Oh, you're just making excuses for the heat, but let's be real. They're not at full strength. Now what the Lakers did last night though, was they, they deserve credit. It was very impressive. All the credit in the world. They would have beat a fully healthy Miami team last night. For sure. Last night, absolutely. But it's one game, and Miami's going to adjust. They're going to figure out how to stop Anthony Davis or at least slow him down because, I mean, you can't... I thought they'd be able to play small some, but you cannot... I mean, when Bam's not on the court, you cannot play with smaller guys out there when Anthony Davis is out there. Yeah, it's just not going to work. You're going to have to double him and... For being completely honest, Bam can't come out of the game. The only time Bam can come out is when AD's out. And if Bam's not even able to play now, man, asking Kelly Olenek to go out there and do it. I mean, Myers Leonard, yeah. he's a big body at least. He's a true seven footer. Let's, yeah. let's at least get him out there to rebound and play some defense. Yeah, I, I don't know. I had a lot more faith and Spo before last night. I really questioned some of his decisions, but he's one of the best minds in the league for a reason. And I have faith that Miami's going to at least win one or two and still make this a series, but they really need Drogic or Bam out there if they want to have a shot to win this. 100%. Uh, I mean, we saw how good Bam played at the beginning of the game, but then after those guys got banged up, they were just, they looked out of sorts. Completely uncharacteristic basketball from them. Dwight and Kuzma are cutting down the middle of the lane, dropping dimes back door for easy dunks to AD. Yeah. I mean, the Lakers put on an absolute clinic. At one point, they were 13 of 19 from three. That's not going to happen again in this series. But wow, they looked really good. If KCP is going to be knocking down shots like that. KCP carried them in the first quarter. Oh, Sam Darnold had a 46-yard touchdown run. Okay, let's not get too excited. uh, Run? I don't don't know how the hell that happened. I think he's got like a 5-4-40. But uh, (laughs) anyway, Tyler Hero also last night, he was completely miserable. He was a no-show. But I will say in the fourth quarter, he did look like he finally got comfortable and was playing like we saw last series against the Celtics. So Hero's going to have to come out and ball, but just not press, not do too much, let the game come to him. Him. But yeah, I, I don't want to talk about it too more because it's depressing. Miami's got a massive uphill battle, and I just hope they can be better in game two, given the crappy hand that they've been dealt. Yeah, I, I do want to make sure we give the Lakers the credit, though. Uh, Dwight yeah. Dwight played really well. LeBron said he stayed in because he has nightmares about the 2011 finals or whatever. Dude, yeah. like you had a great game, but... What about 2014? You don't have nightmares about that? You know what LeBron wants? He wants the stats in the finals MVP. He wants to rack up all the garbage that's, time points he can. That's a great point. You're probably right. That, that's he exactly needed, it. He needed that extra, you know. It's his legacy, bro. He's got to be better than Jordan. Dude cares about that way too much. I mean, I understand caring about that, but 
He's I, I understand he's extra, caring about it too, but he's like extra. I'm yeah, looking into the is. mic because I can't look at the Laker fans listening to this. <laughs> it's just annoying. Yeah, I agree. The Lakers are flat out annoying. I mean, LeBron stands combined with <sighs> Lakers fans. It's a match made in hell. I'm just saying. All right, all right. Uh, great win for the Lakers in game one. It's not looking great. Um, Doc Rivers fired and hired by the Clippers and 76ers um, very, very quickly. What do you think about the fit? Five-year deal. Ah, oh, man. Everything in Philadelphia is just a mess. So he's got a lot of work cut out for him. And I don't love the fit, if I'm being honest. I just, with what he did with all of the Clippers rotations, and I just don't see him figuring it out in Philly if he couldn't with the Clippers. And granted, you got a lot of different personalities there. It's a whole different dynamic. But I don't love the fit, if I'm being honest. I would have rather seen D'Antoni go in there and try to get them some freaking offense, even if it means completely changing your identity. I just don't see Philly having enough offensively right now and Doc Rivers being able to make it work. But Doc's a good coach. He's a lot better than Brett Brown. So I'll just have to wait and see on that. Apparently, he's trying to hire Alvin Gentry as an assistant. That's moving pretty quick and might be official by the time this comes out. But I don't know. I, I don't have a ton of strong feelings either way on this, but I don't love it. I'll say that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've always been a Doc fan. I loved watching the Celtics back back in the day, taking on the Lakers those three years. But he really has not gotten it done since a few really bad flames out with the Clippers flame outs with the Clippers. And after seeing that, I'm not sure that that gives me confidence with what he'll do in Philadelphia. I, I yeah. agree with you. I think he's a better coach than Brett Brown, yeah. but man, I, he's blown a lot of three, one leads. Right. And the crazy stat was Vogel's one more playoff series than Doc Rivers had it his entire Vogel's won more series with the Lakers than Rivers had in his entire tenure with the Clips. I believe that. I believe that. That's insane. Yeah, he did do a lot for the Clippers though, because that team right. was never championship caliber, no matter what anyone says, except for this year. This was his year to do it, and he didn't. So mm. I get why Steve Ballmer did what he did, but yeah, any picks on who you think the Clips are going to bring in? Uh, I heard Ty Lue's the favorite. I'm not sure how much of I a difference that. that makes. Um, I think that's a downgrade. Well, he's won a ship. I think a lot of people didn't like when Dwayne Casey got fired in Toronto and then Nick Nurse won a ship the next year. So I'm saying anything is possible there. It would be a great story if they did make the finals or Western Conference finals and played the Lakers and Ty Lue is coaching against LeBron. Nah. That'd be kind of cool. But I mean, back to Doc, I think he's a great ambassador of the league. Great uh, guy. Still, I mean, incredible person. I'm just don't like him as much as a coach after this year. Yeah, and I've heard he's pretty lax on practicing, and we know he lets guys load manage. And when you're trying to change the culture to get 100% buy-in from Embiid and Simmons, that doesn't sound the best to me. I think like Thibodeau would have been better or something. Yeah, I don't know. We'll wait and see how they look. I mean, thankfully, we've got a short offseason and a quick turnaround, so we won't have to wait too long to see that fit. Uh, some other news here. Oladipo has been stirring up the trade rumors, and he did come out today and refute everything that's been said, saying, I'm still a pacer, I'm here, blah, 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 blah. But he's got one year left on his contract, and every single talking head, every insider, every person who's got the scoop says he will not be playing in Indiana next year. So I am interested to see what happens with him. And I've got a few teams I want to throw out at you that I think okay. could be good landing spots. The rumor is he wants a ring. That's why he wants out of Indy. He realizes I'm 28. I'm getting old. It's time to get a ring. So I'm thinking the teams that are most likely to get him are either going to be Milwaukee, Toronto, Denver, or maybe these are my wild cards here. Maybe Dallas, Houston, or Portland. 
Portland's probably going to have to move CJ McCollum, but I think if you can move CJ in a three-team trade and somehow bring Oladipo back, I don't think that Dame makes Oladipo. him better necessarily. Yeah, I don't really think it makes him a ton better either. If I'm being honest. It's just someone scorer. different. Yeah. Okay. Well, scratch the Blazers off the list. Other five. No, I've Bucks, seen that too. It would be very interesting. Bucks, Raptors, Nuggets, Mavs, Rockets. If you had to pick one there, where do you think he goes? Before I pick, I want to question why he's ring chasing with $21 million left on his contract and he's 28. Is there something about this injury he had that makes me think his career only has like two, three good years left? Or maybe just his tenure with Indiana. He's unhappy there and doesn't think their roster is good enough to go come out of the East. What? And he wasn't even close to being the player he can be in this run they just had. No, definitely not. wasn't even healthy. I mean, let's not act like they had a run. They got swept badly by Miami. So I just don't see them coming out of the East any way I look at it. And if he's realistic and he's looking in the mirror at their roster and he's probably going to start declining pretty soon in his play, I'm sure he's thinking, I'm not going to re-sign here. Might as well get out a year early and give myself a chance to hop on a contending team and help them get a ring. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, I guess you could say, Oh, it's kind of like the Paul thing. Indiana can get something back because they know he's not going to resign. Right. Um, Dallas would be awesome. I don't see what they have to offer though. Yeah. Nothing. Uh, other than picks and I'm not, it, it would sure. just be picks. Yeah. I, I it re- would be very distant picks. Like Jalen Brunson. That's not going to do it for me. They're not going to get rid no. of Hardaway. I don't think, I mean, that, I could see that making sense for both teams, but I, I like Hardaway there. Yeah. Um, the Bucks, what about the Nuggets? Him and Jamal Murray. I'm getting there. Bucks would be okay, great. Okay. Obviously we know why they could use another star there. The right. Nuggets, they could make it work. They have the young talent. He would help for Jamal Murray's defensive sure. lapses. I mean, that would be a heck of a backcourt. And then, so you'd have Gary Jamal Harris Murray. off the bench. Yeah, you'd have, or you maybe trade Gary Harris in the package there. But anyway, you'd have Jamal Murray, Oladipo, Michael Porter Jr., Bull Bull, and Jokic in your starting lineup potentially. And that's pretty darn saucy. You're already jumping the gun and saying bull bull. bull bull. Yep, we're putting him in there. No, their lineup would be Murray, Depot. Um, you're saying no Tory Craig or Will Barton. Michael Por- Michael Porter Jr. is getting the starting spot at the three. Yeah. Okay. So Murray, Depot, Porter, Jeremy Grant, Jokic. I think Bull comes off the bench. That works with me. I am totally content Plumlee with that. Plumlee is on a decent deal. They're not going to pay him another 10 mil. I mean, think about that second unit. And granted, we're not taking into the fact that they're going to have to give up a couple of these guys probably to get Oladipo. But, I mean, you're potentially looking at having Gary Harris, Craig, Bull Bull, and Plumlee off the bench. And P.J. Dozier, too, who was pretty good in the playoffs. And Monte Morris also. Let's not Will forget Barton. about him. And Will Barton. Like, holy shit, this team is stacked. <laughs> they're so deep. I'm so excited to watch them for years. Same. Barton is under contract. He's got 14 next year and then a 14.8 player option. So you could probably move like Barton, maybe Monte Morris and a pick. And that might even be too much. Man, if I'm Indiana and I'm making this trade, I need... I need at least one first and I need another like pretty good player. I think that their offers are going to be kind of disappointing. Yes, I do agree. Oh, one thing you could do sign and yeah. trade Jeremy Grant. Cause he has already said he wants to get paid. He's, he's opting yeah. out of the nine that he's supposed to get. They do have Millsap off the books so they could theoretically pay him. Will they do it, though? That would be interesting. You pay him more than 15, I think you're in trouble. I think you are, too. But, man, you need his defense. Because if you are <laughs> going to give Porter Jr. a lot of minutes, yeah. I mean, Jokic, Porter, 
and Murray out there. That's tough defensively. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I don't think Oladipo is the type of player to be making these kinds of demands, but it sounds NBA. like they have been made. Yeah. it's. I mean, if he knows he's going to leave in free agency, you got to kind of look at it as, hey, I'm doing you a solid yeah. in the Pacers by saying, I'm gone, so get something for me now. Yep. I don't have anything else. Me either. All right. Anything else before we bring it to a close here? Yes. Let's get controversial and end on this note. Kyrie Uh said he can finally defer at the end of games, and he hadn't been able to do that before. Uh, Very petty, very catty, but I don't think he's wrong. I think he was the shot maker and not LeBron at the end of games. He did make the shot to win that ring in Cleveland. He has the right to say that, but it's incredibly petty and just to stir the pot. Yeah, and then LeBron comes out a few hours later. I think that Kyrie quote was on KD's podcast, Uh, but the LeBron quote comes out a little while later about his relationship with AD, like what makes it so special or whatever. He said, we're not jealous of each other. (laughs) I cannot stand this league. I can't stand LeBron or Kyrie, dude. They're both children. Hey, man. I hope we get a Nets-Lakers finals next year. Oh, that made me sick to my stomach, but it would be good TV. All day. I'd have to root for Steve Nash. I got it. Oh, I yeah. still hate that he's in Brooklyn because it's going to be awesome. I never want to root for KD and I don't care a ton for Kyrie after the antics over the last few years, but got to rock with my guy, Steve. I want him to be successful. So that means pulling for the nets every once in a while. So be I guess it. I'll make myself do it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. There you have it. Episode 80. The Jerry Rice Show of the, the Jerry ATM Rice episode at the Minute Podcast is in the books. If you enjoyed it, give us that five star rating, tell our bets, and let us know that you won money on them. Tell a friend, whatever. Let's have another great COVID free week of NFL football. Yes, sir. Let's see how these finals play out, and we will be back next week. Peace.